1: The Opinion Line on Courts 96FM. There was a load of different stories over the weekend um, to do with Ian Bailey. Every Sunday newspaper had extensive features on Ian Bailey. And none of the Saturdays had extensive features on Ian Bailey too, focusing in particular on his diaries, focusing on the fact that the guards went and got a warrant and raided his little flat in... Bantry and took pretty much everything that they could get their hands on and brought it into their cold case incident room and that's, I was expecting that to happen to be quite honest, they had to get a warrant for it, they got a warrant and then newspapers full of speculating pieces and and all that, Senator Maloney for example, writing in The Independent and reminding us in The Independent, they were both 39 when Sophie was killed in 1996, they were the same age, and that it's exactly 20 years ago this month that judgment was reached in that infamous libel case brought by uh, Ian Bailey and which was heard down at the Cork City Court, which at the time was down at what used to be the Atkins building, there's a hotel going in there now, um, the Camden it was down there. So, there's tons of stuff in the papers over the weekend. And then we had a, on Friday, we had a series of raids and seizures by Gardaí in North Cork. It's with that we'll start. Paul Bourne, uh, Virgin Media Southern correspondent and, of course, occasional presenter of the Opinion Line. Paul, good morning to you. We'll start there, this series of raids on Friday. Good morning.
0: Good morning, PJ. What happened? We're talking on Friday, uh, we're talking Donorail Mallow. There's an ongoing feud between two uh, rival groups. And basically, North Cork has been, I suppose... um, left go to rack and ruin because of uh, some of these people and the carry-on. But guards in North Cork, under the direction of Superintendent Gary McPolin, recently had said, enough is enough. And on Friday, this was the second raid in the space of a month. We had 17 locations, 12 houses, as well as uh, parts of scrublands across North Cork. Now you had up to 70 Gardaí, as well as members of the Defence Forces, the customs officers, and members of the Department of Social Welfare. They carried out an early morning raid on these 17 locations. 70 heavily armed officers moved in, uh, cordoned off all these areas, and seized slash hooks, machetes, knives, baseball bats, golf clubs, cocaine, cannabis, as well as mobile phones. And you have to ask yourself, Who, in the name of God, stores slash hooks and machetes and knives and baseball packs and golf clubs? They're not doing that for the good of their health.
1: What are they doing? As far as the question, Paul, of course, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's these two groups. They're sworn enemies, and they're out to, you know, when you go out with a machete or a slash hook, you don't go out, you know, just to give somebody a pat on the back with them. These people go out to injure one another or possibly kill one another. And these are people who are just, uh, you know, determined to hurt one another. And it's only a matter of time, I think, uh, PJ, before somebody is seriously injured or worse, that somebody is killed. But Superintendent Gary McFolham, Dona Mallow, uh, who recently took over the position down there, just said he had enough People in North Cork were sick and tired of what was happening, and they've been, you know, really coming down heavy on these people, and a number of people are now before the courts on account of this. Mm-hmm. There was a major operation, as I said, the second in a space of a month. Uh, recently, we were at one of the uh, raids where people, again, slash hooks, knives, everything was seized. And there was, in fact, a video circulating as well at the time of a young Genuinely, PJ, I would say he was no more than 12 years of age with a a, a balaclava and running around an area with a machete.
1: (sighs) Wow. Fair play to Gary McPaul and and his teams then for lifting all that stuff on Friday. There there was three arrests, was it, Paul?
0: Five arrests on Friday. Three men. Yeah, it's five men, uh, five people, three men and two women. A number of them have since appeared before the courts and uh, charges have been brought. Um, I suppose, look, um, we, we spoke to Gary McPolin some time ago and he said, look, people have had enough and it just won't be tolerated. And I think in fairness, they, they seem to be putting a lid on, on what's happening down there. And I think if it continues, well, certainly Gardy will be coming down
1: heavy on them. This one isn't over. Let me go back. I was surprised this morning, Paul, to look at my notes and remind myself it's three years now since the body was discovered there near the Middleton to Yall Greenway, or a skeleton discovered there near the Middleton to Yall Greenway. And that misfortunate woman, we know it was a woman and she was about 70 at the time, has not yet been identified.
0: No, it was a, it's, a, it's a bizarre case um, it was again people just carry out work on the new Middleton to Yall Greenway and you know as you said there are three years it's, it's frightening to think it was that long ago that um, the, the, the skeletal remains were found and um, Again, the workmen carrying out, we had Superintendent uh, Adrian Gamble, who's in Middleton, appealing for information at the time as to anyone who had any information on the, the identity of this person. They have gone uh, right around the globe, honestly, for the want of a better word, looking for information to try and determine who the, who the remains belong to. It's absolutely a, a very, very sad case. Somebody obviously had been buried. And their body had been um, taken and and just dumped on the the side of the road. If you go into uh, my Twitter account or you go into social media, you will see um, some of the clothing that this woman uh, had been buried in. Um, It's very sad to look at it. But the guards really are doing their best to try and determine who she was because, you know, she had been laid to rest. Obviously, her body had been.
1: No, do do we have we established Paul? Because if we did, I missed it. Have we established how long the remains were actually there? No,
0: no, it, it, um, I, I, there, there, that hasn't come come forward, or we haven't had any information on that. Well. Um but you know, the guards are working tirelessly. The, the, the remains are now currently at the morgue at Cork University Hospital, and guards would like to really get to the bottom of this. It just beggars belief, you know, somebody had been laid to rest and, and then somebody... Mm.
1: You know, somebody somebody the knew that person. Somebody knew that
0: person. Oh, yeah. 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 Ju- again, there's so many rumors and stories going around and, you know, maybe people had a, a family argument and, you know, somebody wasn't happy where their mom or their aunt was buried and, you know, it's just, it's just so, so sad. Mm. But, I mean, if people go online, they will see these clothing and somebody out there knows something. Mm-hmm. Not just the person who you know, remove the, the remains. But there's always somebody let something slip and somebody else knows something. And the guards would really um, lo- love the chance to talk to somebody, whoever can shed some light. And again, you know, you know obviously contact the guard, the confidential line, and that is dealt with in the strictest of confidence. Leave a note somewhere even, you know, in, in a confession box or drop a letter somewhere to say this is such and such a person and, you know, shed some light and let the guards be in a position to lay this person to, to rest once again.
1: Yeah, it's very rare, it's very rarely Paul, I'm sure you'll agree with me, it's very rarely that the guards draw a total blank but they've drawn a total blank so far on this one, it's one we'll watch three years ago Lastly, the newspapers, you can't have missed it yourself. The newspapers and indeed television news and radio programmes, full of stories that week. Weekend about Ian, ba- Ian Bailey. It's almost as if his passing last Sunday allowed things to be written and said that were never written and said before.
0: Yeah, I mean, I suppose what happened was on Friday, um, the guards carried out a search of his flat in Bantry, and Barry Roach in the Irish Times broke the story on Friday that, you know, the officers had gone in, and I suppose if someone said, Confission, confession from a grave Could possibly be on a headline on this. They went in um, You had officers from Bantry and Bandon And uh, members of the officers From the Cold Case Review They went in and they carried out a search of the, the, the flat They found um, the Computers Mobile phones, diaries Notebooks clothing, memory sticks, um, uh, hard drives, and you'll have members of the, the guards now, uh, teams of officers will be brought in to examine each and every item, uh, and meticulously, every, and every item that was seized as part of the investigation. What they're hoping possibly to find is that if there is anything linking Ian Bailey to the murder of Sophie de Plantier, Duplantier, um, I was in that flat on one occasion in Bantry, and mm. Honestly, it reminded me of something like you'd see on a documentary on Channel 4 where you have these people who are hoarders. It was next to impossible to get through the amount of stuff that was Mm inside the the flat. He slept on um, a makeshift bed downstairs in the room. Um, It was just as difficult to get out of it. You had to crawl your way through all of these belongings. I mean... His life was here, his clothing, his diaries, his computers, his vast number of books, um, lots of uh, pieces of woodwork, you know, carvings that he had carried out on over the years. And someone said to me, you know, Ian Bailey loved to talk, he loved to write, and somebody is hoping that, you know, that he may have written something... um, in a diary, in a computer, type something into the computer and links them. And what they're basically saying is, if there's evidence to be found, find it. If it's not there, then it's not there.
1: I remember but, asking uh, him in I, one of our interviews, Paul, over the years. I said, OK, Ian, if you didn't do it, you are and you were an investigative journalist. If you didn't do it, who did? Have you any theories? And he always said he had a theory, but he'd never go any further than that.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, there was these theories that um, somebody from France came over and killed Sophie Tuscan de Plantier. It was theories that um, a local man who who later died by suicide had uh, murdered Sophie Tuscan de Plantier. The theories, 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 they're numerous. You can pull them out of the sky. The guards don't work on theories. The guards work, down, work on intelligence and information. Um, but a lot of people asking as well why it took the guards until Friday to go in and search the house well you know in the investigation once the cold case review team was set up they're working from the outside in and they were interviewing various people connected with the investigation and they would have eventually come to Ian Bailey and asked him to take part he wanted to be interviewed he wanted to he told me that um, in one of
1: our last interviews yeah
0: anything that he could you know but uh, he didn't get the chance to do so but you know again it's hoped that um Somebody uh, or something may emerge from the items seized from the house on, on Friday. I remember, every item was bagged, it was labelled, it was removed from the flat. Um, so, it'll be a painstaking investigation. And I reckon, you know, again, and, and again, some people are saying if the case goes to the DPP and the DPP says, yes, look, there's enough information here or enough intelligence to that this would have warranted um, a prosecution. People will say, obviously there will be people who say, oh, it's very easy for the guards to say, no, yes, Ian Beatty was the man who killed Sophie because kind plenty of um, Others, you know, will say, well, so be it and the guards were right all along. Yeah. But um, we just don't know. You know, look, the guards play their cards very close to their chest and, you know, they've got a job to do and they don't listen and, you know, listen to speculation. They, as I said, they deal in the facts and, and that's it. Yeah.
1: Alright, Paul, i leave it there with you. Thank you very much. I, I asked Ralph Regal this question last week and I know, Paul, we've talked about it before. Will we ever really know? Thank you, Paul, Boren, of Virgin Media News and, indeed, occasionally of this programme. Um, will we ever really know What actually did happen on that cold night in December of 1996? Will we ever actually know? I don't know that we will. Quartz 96 FM Selling a little or a lot?